1: I want to thank everyone for checking out the five-star Joshi show this week on YouTube. It was the first time me and Parker went live with the show, and I hope that you enjoyed our in-depth preview of the five-star Grand Prix. If you weren't able to hear the show and, you know, you maybe don't want the MP3 version, then you are in luck. We are giving you the free full edition of the show for free on the fight game media podcast feed for all to hear. And if you want to see me and Parker have some fun, you can also check out the YouTube video, but this version you're about to hear is free and in full every single moment that's on that Patreon show from this week is now yours for free. So I hope you enjoy the show And until next time, guys, we'll be back next week with reviews of Startup and Showcase Volume 1, Midsummer Champions 2022 in Nagoya, and so much more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to the live edition of the 5 Star Joshi Show. I am your host Scott Edwards and with me is Parker as always and this is a very special episode Parker. I'm really excited.
2: Oh, I can't wait. It's it's 5 Star Season 5 Star Grand Prix. It's going to be the biggest Joshi tournament in probably the 21st century so far, uh, you know, just uh One
1: second. I hear myself through
2: the headset. And your, I hear yourself twice. Do oh, you that's that? odd. I think that's something on your end. No, I hear nothing. Hmm.
1: Oh, okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> All, All right, right. Cool.
2: Sorry. Technical no,
1: difficulties. Good. It was only. It was bound to happen. I'm happy we got it right off mm-hmm. the bat. So I'm really excited yep. for this. This is the five star Grand Prix preview episode. You know, the biggest Joshi tournament of the year. Twenty six participants. Two blocks. I mean, first and foremost, I'm just happy they didn't break it down into, like, multiple blocks. I'm happy we are getting as much mm-hmm. wrestling as possible. They stretched it out from the end of July to the beginning of October. It's a really exciting tournament.
2: Yeah, I I, I can't wait for it. it it's going to be so—oh, we got we got Daza, we got Darren— we got Sam. Oh, I love that we can see people show up. That's so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be an awesome tournament. Um, 157 matches we're gonna watch just uh, just as a part of this tournament, which is great. We got Lamora in here. Lamora's great. Love hearing their input. Jonathan is here. Wow, we already <laughs> we got so many people here. That's so fantastic. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Um, in any case, yes, we're gonna go through super in-depth, we're gonna go a couple hours here. We're, so, so strap in, everybody. Get excited. We're going to talk about break down each block. We're going to talk about the schedule. We're going to talk about who we think is going to win. We're going to give our actual predictions. We're going to give our sleepers. Uh, we're going to give some dark horse matches that maybe people aren't really talking about, but could be really exciting. And um, we're, we're just going to talk about the booking for stardom for the rest of the year because this is going to be uh, what drives what drives stardom going forward. So I can't wait. Um, Scott, let's, let's get into it. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's get into it. It's really crazy. Like you said that, like this is closing out the year for stardom. We are starting mm. the final stretch here in July. Uh last year, like the five-star Grand Prix was fantastic. Uh, that you know, final show is one of the best shows of the year. Uh, personally, my favorite of Stardom's entire impressive year. Um, so, and this all leads us to that final show where the winner likely faces the World of Star champion. That's not a, like this isn't like a Wrestle Kingdom thing, but we all know that's that's mm-hmm. the goal nowadays. There's a briefcase that's defended. We are all in on the G1 similarities here, but we're gonna talk blocks right off the bat. Where else would we start? Right, we got the Red Stars block. We got the Blue Stars block, and we're doing this in tiers. We're not gonna, you know. We don't want to spend you know 20 minutes on my soccer and <laughs> right. why she might never win a match. Like we don't need to do that. We're gonna we're gonna rank them. Here's your five here's your five-star Grand Prix blocks for this tournament. Just an absolute stacked field. And you know, before I even get started in talking about where we think these people end up, Parker, who are you most excited to see just jump into this
2: tournament? <sighs> To, to me, it's Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sarah, and to a lesser extent, stock, uh, Saki. The the freelancers are just people we haven't seen in an environment like this. Obviously, I've seen Risa Sarah and Suzu against every permutation of Ice Ribbon wrestler out there. Um, tons of, uh, you know, tons of freelance stuff that they've done all year, but uh, to see them in... The Top Joshi promotion out there in an extremely high profile tournament where you know Risa Sarah is going to be getting singles matches like we've seen already with Shuri, she's going to wrestle Tam Nakano, Tommy Hayashishida, Micah Himeka, all these people. Oh. And then on the other side, we've got Suzu, uh, newly crowned wave, you know, Regina de Wave champion, uh, Suzu yeah. Suzuki, and she's going to wrestle Mayu. She's gonna, we're going to get the Julia match. She's going to wrestle Sayaka Matani and Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe and Hazuki and Boy <laughs> and all these people. And so um, this is like When you're thinking of Joshi freelancers and Joshi independent wrestlers and you're just sort of laying out all the dream matches because you want to see them get the highest, you know, profile platform possible to wrestle. Um, To me, it's 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 it's, we're getting it. This is what's going to happen. We got it last year with Takumi Aroha. I think she had a smashing success in that tournament last year. And uh, it's going to be more of the same this year, I hope. Yeah, I, I'm
1: also with you with Suzu Suzuki, especially because if anyone watched the Catch the Wave tournament, uh, that tournament, you know, it had its hits and misses, mm-hmm. but the constant, like, best part of that tournament was Suzu Suzuki for me personally. And now, no offense to those who she wrestled, but she is going to go against like five or six or seven or eight talents at least. That are just, you know, in that upper echelon of Joshi, of professional wrestling, and Suzu Suzuki's going to bring it to all of them, and they're going to bring it to her. There's so many first-time matches here that we couldn't have dreamt of a year ago, right? Like a year ago... suzu suzuki was doing her death match stuff in ice ribbon and mm-hmm. now she's here in the five star grand prix as like you said regina de wave champion just to add a cherry on top but i'm totally with you you know suzu is another one and we're, we're going to get into the whole field here but let's start to break it down so I'll, I'll show the blocks again we'll start with the red stars block of course the red stars block involves the world of stardom champion shuri tam nakano utami Hayashishida. Izumi, the high-speed champion, Kogama, Mika, Hameka Tekla, Unagi Sayaka, Saki Kashima, Mai Sakurai, Risa Sara, and Saki. So we got a lot of favorites, I feel like. If you're thinking of favorites for this year's tournament and those who you could believably see be winners in the end, It involves a lot of them, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people have one specific favorite, but any there's like five or six that could win this tournament in the Red Stars block. So let's start here right at the top. Shuri, you know, world of starter champion. She's defending her title against Tam Nakano this weekend. There's no lock that she's walking out as champion, but that's happening, and she had an amazing tournament last year and we have seen her turn that into this reign. So I think you and me both agree. She's at least going to be at the top.
2: <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Sure? No one be sure. So yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> just so protected. She's, she has a winning record against every single wrestler in stardom. I, I, I believe mm-hmm. um, except maybe Mayu, who I think they might be tied. but that's it Um, which is just i mean that's an insane level of protection especially considering how much they protect every other member of the roster uh Mm -hmm. pretty compulsively to to have that status just shows how how protected she is it it would be a massive shock to see her anywhere outside of like the top two or three of of this block
1: totally totally agree i think it would be shocking if she was anywhere else because like you said she doesn't lose i think ways for her to not be at that top, or just draws, unfortunately, for those who hate Mm -hmm. the draws, but, like, that's how they're gonna keep her down, because she's not gonna lose a lot. Now, her usual spoiler of the year is Azumi, who she faces on night one, so we could kick that right off. That is a constant. She has lost to her back-to-back years in her first two tournaments, and I'm not going to say that it's definitely going to happen again, but they're playing to that night one, potentially in the main event, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, she is, she is that top tier. I don't see her winning because, one, world champions don't really win these tournaments, but also back-to-back when there's never been a two-time winner in Stardom's five star grand prix history i doubt it but also agree on the top uh we move on now to tam nakano tam nakano went into it last year's wonder of stardom champion this year she could be going into it as world of stardom champion you know that remains to be seen i wouldn't be shocked if she did where does she end up for you because i've had a battle with this uh personally as someone that thought you know she would make a lot of sense in that final as a big match but now she's having a title match so i'm like you know i'm i'm going back and forth of where i think i think she's still top tier but how top right because Mm -hmm. it would have made sense if she was possibly in that final
2: yeah not to get ahead of ourselves but my top tier for this block is shuri tam risa sarah and utami hayashida mm. um those the, i think those are the real contenders in this block yeah. um and but i do have i think tam at the bottom of of that of that tier um she still is a much more likely contender than the entire rest of the block but because she's getting this title match um it, to me it makes it pretty unlikely especially when you have i mean that that top that monster top three of utami shuri and Risa Sarah is so difficult to to move past, considering the how protected those three are. So um, yeah, and I love the comment we just got from from Samuel here saying that set up one of set up like one of the old G1s that, that made him a you know a pro fan. Uh, I, I completely agree. You look at like those 2017, 2018 G1s, sort of the first one, maybe 2016 you could throw in there too, that you know. It felt like the, the blocks were stacked from top to bottom, and yeah. there was just incredible, compelling matches night in and night out. And I, I feel the exact same way about this. But talking about the Blue Stars block earlier, um, I think I pointed this out on the last pod. But uh, every single night, if you ha- if you did you know a full slate of matches from from that block you would have a singles mm-hmm. match between one of either julia mayu Talsaya, momo starlight Kid, suzu or suzuki and most nights you'd have at least two <laughs> which <laughs> is just a preposterous <laughs> level of uh of talent so and we get to see all those matches so yeah i completely agree but tam probably probably bottom yep. of, of that top tier though
1: yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy because she was probably at the top for me before the title match happened. And the funny thing about this is, right, the the participants came out in May, right? We still haven't mm-hmm. started the tournament, but they coming back out in May. We got the blocks uh, about a month ago, and now it's been you know cooking, trying to figure out who makes sense where here. And I think that top four for that you named. I am willing to add someone else to it, but we'll get that in a few minutes. But the main person I want to talk about here in the Red Stars block is the one who has been, you know, kind of on a vacation. We've talked about it on the Five Star multiple times. But Utami Hayashita has done nothing this year, right? She has Mm. done nothing. She had, you know, one of the best World of Stardom title reigns ever Potentially, you know, what just one of the best held it for a year, and this year I think her, I think her, uh, pay-per-view record is now one eight and one,
2: one I mean. eight and one, one win, yeah. eight losses, and uh, and a draw in there.
1: And how many times did she actually get pinned in those? I think like once. So
2: yeah, once, that's
1: where exactly noting. once. Yeah, <laughs> but so. that's the crazy part is that she has been so quiet, and you and me have kind of been teasing like, okay. This is the time. This is the time that Utami goes from, okay, she's you know she's the leader now. She can take a backseat while Saya and Izumi really take over for Queen's Quest. But it's time. I think she is as much of a favorite as anyone because of how quiet it's been. And if someone's going to win the five-star for a second time, she has to be the favorite for that too. So I think she is finishing either one or two in this block.
2: Yep, she's at the top for me. She's my pick to to win this block. Um, it's going to. Uh, I mean, there, there's. T- I love that she has like she's wrestled most of the people in this block before. I mean, the, the blocks are actually pretty similar to last year. Um, but this, but but most of those matches haven't happened this year um so so it's it's fresher you know she's a year later you're completely right when you bring up that she hasn't done really anything in 2022 we even it's crazy we never even really got the conclusion to that Momo watanabe feud um that we, we've never blown off that singles match yet so hopefully that's that's still in, in the books somewhere um but you just look at at who in this tournament makes sense would be exciting kind of fresh there in this block i should say uh, right exciting kind of fresh to, to put in to the finals at the very least and just who you rely on as much as anybody to be a workhorse in a, in a massive tournament like this and considering the five-star final has essentially become a top you know top three match every year in terms of a prestige for stardom i think um i think she makes perfect sense because she just hasn't been put in that position yet in 2022
1: yeah, for sure. I The reason I say one or two is we'll get to it later when I talk about, when we talk finalists, um, because she, to me, if most people are picking Julia as their favorite, like, which, you know, you just check Twitter to see that, mm-hmm. then Tommy has to be number two. I don't think, I don't really have it. Yeah. I think they have to be the 1A, 1B of this tournament. Uh, let's, let's t- now talk the rest of the block because there are obviously a lot of spoilers in this because you have the high-speed wrestlers, Izumi Kogama, and then you have the spoiler, Saki Kashima. You have the two outsiders we were talking about, Risa Sera and Saki. Then you have Inagi Sayaka, who... We've seen fall down the card a little bit. Tekla also could be a spoiler for a lot of people, so it is an interesting block. And you know, instead of just you know, we don't want to focus on each person in depth like we did those top couple, uh, but between the next batch of you know mid-cars, so Izumi, Koguma, Micah, Hameka, Tekla, and Unagi Sayaka, um, who do you think out of those that grouping? Can make it into that top conversation. Now, we we have it set in tears. But who do you think, if there's
2: someone to sneak through, it'll it will be in the end. Yeah, I would have to say Himeka, um, just mm. because of she she is protected really heavily yeah. c- considering how she's not really a, a top wrestler in in terms of like kayfabe strength or whatever, and yet right, she right. is really heavily protected, even more so than her stablemate Micah, who maybe maybe in in DDM hierarchy she's lower than Micah. but I think overall she is uh, she is stronger in terms of that, and yeah. of course Himeka in her. Pretty much first couple months with the company she was a five-star finalist in 2020 um which feels like forever ago at this point but she made it to to the finals of of the five star in that year um so she has that that pedigree going in of somebody who you need to take seriously in this tournament and uh, i think just because of that she um she just seems stronger uh, mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of her booking than everybody else i wouldn't say she's like necessarily a better wrestler than anybody else in that right. in that mid-tier just to be clear my mid-tier i have three tiers for this block was himeka Mika, saki koguma azumi and tekla and that was kind of who i kept in that in that mid-tier so i think out of all those himeka would be my my choice Yeah,
1: I'm I'm going on the other side of the DDM uh, duo. I'm going to go with Micah. Um, You know, she is someone that I think it's very clear stardom believes in. Stardom knows how great she is as a wrestler. She has stepped up into big main events multiple times. I think she's now main evented three or four pay-per-views, including the five-star last year, which – That's a big role, right? That's Mm -hmm. not just something anyone does. That's what a world champion does, a wonder of stardom champion does, especially this year as they do the multiple, um, you know, they do the multiple pay-per-views that don't necessarily involve the world championship being defended. So the reason I think Mike is because it it, kind of feels like it's time to heat up like that. I know she does those like big eliminations and those elimination tags, like nobody's business. And we love that, but there's a reason she does those. It's because they see her as someone that can get those wins at any time. And she was such a great, great part of last year's tournament without really being in contention. And with her and Jamaica facing each other on that final night, I feel like one of them or both of them, should be in contention and maybe they go to something like a draw or something, but we'll get to the final night in a little bit. Uh, But we, you know, we talked about, we've talked about the middle a little bit here. Um, You know, Saki, Risa, Sarah, and and you and me both believe that Risa, Sarah is going to have a very good protection. She's going to get a lot of big wins. She's probably going to beat one of those top three, at least Mm -hmm. one. She's facing Shuri on the last night for a reason. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's like one of those wins that you can give Risa Sarah and you don't have to go back to a title match too. So that's kind of what I'm thinking here is, you know, we talked about them, but let's talk about that bottom group because there's always going to be a bottom group to these blocks. You can't always have just every single hair. People've got people got to lose, or you're just going to get a lot, a lot of draws because that's just the way it goes. And Stardom, I'll admit, is really good with not having too many draws in their big tournaments, but we got to talk about them.
2: NFL Sunday
0: Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV
1: My Sakurai, Saki Kashima, um, and probably looking at this block, it's probably Unagi. Which this time last year, you know, people were like, "Oh, you know, she'll she'll do good, not too good, but she's someone that has fallen down the blocks, and she's going to have to be part of that lower half now."
2: Yeah, we were we were talking a little bit before the show. Um, th- this block, even though I think the perception is that the Blue Stars block is maybe a little bit more. Full in terms of um, it, it just in terms of like exciting talent and great you know fresh matchups. Uh, with that being said, in ter- if you just look at like the pure how these wrestlers are protected in uh, in stardom, Red Stars block is just insanely competitive to the point where I always do these points breakdowns when when I'm making uh, my predictions. Mm. Somebody from kogama or azumi or tekla and of course unagi some somebody in there and probably multiple in there are going to have to have a losing record in this tournament which is um which is very surprising it's just because stardom protects their wrestlers so much outside of uh, outside of this context um and so yeah when we were talking about we were talking about Natsupoi's turn last week and, and her joining cosmic angels and how that means that uh we we've seen a bit of a de-elevation de-elevation of unagi sayaka uh this year which makes perfect sense to me i think that's that matches her talent and i think we may see evidence of that in this tournament she pretty much outperformed everybody's expectations last year in terms Mm -hmm. of her wins and losses she beat tam nakano just clean, (laughs) which nobody expected um so this year, we may see a bit of a, a flip in the opposite direction. Uh, it's so competitive that, in fact, I have, how's it going, Jordan? Uh, that uh, it's so competitive, in fact, that I have Nagi going three and nine. In this tournament which um and you know i understand that she's decently protected so to have nine losses in a couple (laughs) months span is is crazy but that's just how that's just how ridiculous this block is in terms of at least looking at how they're protected it's pretty it's pretty remarkable
1: yeah it just thinking about you know this time not this time last year, but at the end of the year, Unagi Sayaka went from, you know, she rose up the card through the five-star. She got not one, but two Wonder of Stardom Championship matches within like a four-month span. Because mm-hmm. she had the one to start off Saya's reign. She had the one against Tam after beating Tam. And it is interesting because now that you have Natsupo in that group, now that you have Colors part of that group, Unagi is down the uh she's down She's down in the leadership roles. Like, she's not their number two anymore. She's not the number three when Saki's around. She's number four best right now. You know, she's still higher than Mina. We're not even going to talk about Waka. You know, like it's not a conversation, but I am with you in that she has to be part of that lower tier because there's just not enough points to go around. I'm sure she'll get a draw to maybe against a bigger name, Mm -hmm. not like one of the big names, maybe like a Micah or someone, but She has to be in that bottom tier of the block. Uh, I will go through a few comments here as, you know, they started pouring in while we were talking about certain people. I don't want them to, you know, be missed. But uh, Jonathan, you know, talking about Suzu. And it sounds like, sounds like based off what Promise said today, she's good to go. Uh, They said that she will be uh, doing all her dates moving forward. So sounds like hopefully missing the Drew Parker match was a precaution. Understandable, you know, death match may not be the best thing to do at the time, uh, especially with Drew Parker. Um, I showed this one earlier and I, I totally agree. Like, you know, we gotta give Saki respect here. She's you know, a leader of a group that's out there. Um, and you know, it makes sense. This one's good. Thoughts, thoughts on this, Parker. <laughs> Does Saki Kashmir, because Saki Kashmir doesn't have her automatic win against Mayu this year? That's right. So, that's
0: right.
2: <laughs> she's gonna
1: she's gonna have to roll up one of those top names. It's just oh, she will. I mean,
2: she will. It's. It, yeah. I. I think it's. It's tough. I. I bet she. I bet she knocks off Tam in this tournament. I yeah. bet she. Uh, she takes her down and 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 has her lose one there. Saki's so tough because. Yeah, she she is the only wrestler in this tournament who can feasibly win and lose on it on every single given <laughs> night, um, which uh, which is, every which is crazy, yeah, every single match. She yeah. it's it is completely possible that she beats Shuri. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> with that being said, I don't at, when she's champion, I don't really see that happening. Um, if so, if Tam's yeah.
1: champion, I I do agree. You flip that, you flip it mm-hmm. from yes. Tam to Shuri, but Absolutely. I. Both of us are assuming Sherry's sure, still champion. Uh, this was back to the Utami conversation, and, and it's right. It is time. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people have forgot about how good Absolutely. Utami is.
2: She's going to remind everybody. And if, if I had to pick, I mean, we're getting, getting a little bit ahead of myself here maybe, but if I had to pick just an in-ring MVP in this tournament, um, when you consider things like card placement and just how consistent she's been in, in a singles performance over the last mm-hmm. two years at this point, um, I don't know how you couldn't have Utami in one of your top three in this tournament. She's just so fantastic. So I'm sure. uh, very much looking forward to that.
1: And then we got Mora making a good point. It was, you know, I'm sure it was to rest. She,
2: she yeah. went through a lot last year. Those, you know. those Shuri matches were, were crazy. My Micah would drop her on her head several times. Every time she wrestled Micah, which was multiple times. Uh, yeah. She, she was all over the place last year. Um, so this makes perfect sense. Yeah uh i
1: don't know if you did you <laughs> did, see that i did <laughs> see this it <Yeah. laughs> was good it
2: was she uh, uh, she's afraid of shuri she's like yeah. um she's 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 begging she's at the press conference begging Saki kashima is begging uh the the matchmakers to to change the blouse because she is frightened of Shuri, and every time Shuri would like turn around and look at her, she'd be like, No, 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 don't look at me. I'm not afraid of you. So, <laughs> yeah, look at look at it.
1: Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> the next few here. I think that's agreeable. Uh power bombs for everyone, big Jamaica mm-hmm. fan out here. And then uh I I agree. I I I made my I made my point here. I think mm-hmm. I think in agreement. She's had a quiet year as well, you know. Comparably. I mean, she had that title match, but she's had a quiet year otherwise and um, I think it's funny because a lot of the main stars from last year not named Shuri have had quiet years. so that's kind of why I think this is so interesting this is where
2: you heat up Micah's tournament last year was what elevated her into being one of my favorites in stardom right now she she was i thought you know we were looking we 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 did a review you and i after the first two nights those that double pay-per-view and i was like micah was the mvp uh, combining the two nights she she just killed it against utami and then uh and then shiri on those two on those two nights she was so awesome and i was like wow yeah mm-hmm. she's really made it so um yeah absolutely looking forward to that too yeah.
1: And then this is a good point that I want to touch on right quick before we head to the Blue Stars block. Uh Un- Unagi, you know, as we know Dave Meltzer reported that Unagi was slated for that final four of the Cinderella and it switched into Natsupoi and it just kind of, you know, further's that idea now that Natsupoi is number 2 in Cosmic Angels and, you know, uh Unagi is not. But uh as Parker, you know, Steps away real quick. Let's get to the big block. This is the block for a lot of people. It's hard to disagree. The Blue Stars block is as talented a block as we have seen. Mayo Yutani, Julia, Wonder of Stardom Champion, Sayakawatani, Kawatani, Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, Hazuki, Saya Iida, Natsupoi, Mina Shurikawa, Hanan. Mirai, Ami Sarei, and Suzu Suzuki. So, there's a lot of talent there. And we talked about it in the Red Stars block, right, Park of there, there needs to be people that lose. There needs to be yeah. people that lose out of all this. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to figure them out. And I guess one way that I'm looking at it as we try to predict this is who has had title matches as of late? Because mm. that can... Give an idea, right? Starlight Kid Momo. They both just were in those title matches. But you have Julia. Mayu Utani's never gonna, you know, fall down the top half. That's just what Mayu Utani is. And then you have Azuki, who's you know, just an op her return to the five stars, so exciting. Parker's favorite side, Ida, of course. So mm-hmm. we gotta give respect to Ida. Uh so is an interesting one because we've seen her, you know kind of celebrate a push a little bit as of late. Uh Miu yeah, 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 we'll get to that. Um Hanan Mirai, Cinderella winner, of course. You know, she her and Ami seray don't lose. We me and Parker mm-hmm. went in on that one recently and Suzu Suzuki, of course. So, let's get to this block here. Start off at the very top. Mayu Utani. Mayu Utani is the ace, the icon. She's been everything for this company. She is the SWA world champion, but you wouldn't know that because she doesn't really defend it as you expect. Um, and she hasn't really done much on pay-per-views. So are we, are we seeing them rest her for what could be a phenomenal tournament, which I'm sure it will be for her. Um, could she be in contention come that final night? It, it feels like it's almost a guarantee that she is.
2: Yeah. My, she's absolutely going to be in contention on that final night for sure. Um she yeah she's just i mean she's still their top star it's it's as simple as that um she is i mean she she has never ever lose she's probably the second most protected wrestler in the company out, out of after shuri right now um and she's just fantastic like she hasn't had a ton of opportunities to Mm -hmm. show it this year um the swa championship almost stop like stops her from being able to do stuff like Mm -hmm. that she's been putting a lot of tags Mm -hmm. too um on on pay-per-views instead of big singles matches um so and the other thing was like is if you have a you know a world title match unless they have a specific plan for you later um you pretty much inherently get cooled off for a little bit after that so that happened to julia that happened to mayu those back-to-back nights um and so i think that's a little bit to be expected um with with that even even stars hasn't really had a major like faction feud whereas last year it was all the faction feuds um with cosmic angels and then and then uh, and then Oedotai as well. So um, this is just another another you know top star that hasn't had a super you know she's a champion and we say that that's that makes it uneventful. But um, right. she truly hasn't had a you know a crazy year by her standards. She um, hasn't been in uh, you know any tag title pictures or anything like that. So um, this is a chance for her and you just see the rest of the talent in in the block hmm. some some of whom she's already had classics with like Julia and like Momo and yeah. like Starlight Kid and some of whom we haven't really seen much of which are just like super compelling matchups like saya Kamitani and Suzu Suzuki and uh, we haven't even seen the Hazuki match much even, even when Hazuki was um, in her first run in Stardom so uh, and Atsupoi too that's a fresh one too so lots of enticing matchups here I mean yeah. uh, just it's just super exciting to, to see what she's going to do because she when she's on when she's really you know booked to give it her all she's still one of the best in the world she came out like the first pay-per-view of the year with julia on a on a you know weird match because they had to take tam out of it and they had this draw that was like people were saying was a match of the year contender at the time yeah. so um she's she'll be fine
1: yeah yeah she will i'm, I'm really excited to see What she does, you know, I'm such a fan of her. It's not really a secret. If you follow me, you know how much I love Mayu. Um, I I think she's, you know, always a safe bet for that top tier, but she's not winning, right? Like, that's where we've made it to her in her career. Do I think she'll ever not get another run? No, I think she'll get another run uh, one way or the other. But, yeah, that SWA title plus not really doing too much this year, but there's a lot of intriguing first-time matchups that make this such a fun tournament for her. But let's get to the big one. This is the big one for a Mm -hmm. lot of people. Understandably, this is Julia. Julia was a heavy favorite last year. Heavy favorite for everyone, and obviously she had to exit the tournament, miss her final matches, sure would go on to win. Julia now enters the tournament healthy as can be, Probably the best she's ever been when she's going in there. You know, her match with sure was gray this year, but she's also been pretty cooled down since losing her wonder of stardom title. She's had the tag team run. She's been doing some, you know, she's playing the, uh, my Sakurai. Like I'm going to help you in every way you can, even though, you know, you lose all our title matches. It's fine. It's fine. It's just what you got to do. But Julia has <laughs> a feud with essentially everyone in her block. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just has picked a fight with everyone, and I'm going to show it again. We have, you know, there's obviously, you know, Sayaka, and Mayu, those are just matches that are going to be great. Starlight Kid and her have always had a feud. They have always disliked each other. Her and Momo is the one that it, it just hasn't happened yet, singles-wise. But every time they're in there, they can't stand each other. Hazuki, we've seen that tease plenty. We're getting that mm. early. Uh, Say Ida, I'm, ju- I'm just positive they're going to have a great match. But the Poi one obviously is the second big one because I'm keeping out a certain Suzu Suzuki mm-hmm. as that's probably been the longest told story of stardom this year. So there's a lot that goes into that. But going back to Julia... She's my favorite to win the block. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna tiptoe around it. She's my favorite to win the block. To uh, still, you know, it, the moment she lost last year, she lost against Shuri at uh, Stardom World Climax. I said, well, she's gonna have to win this title eventually, and what better way than doing it through the five-star grand prix and getting that match whether it be against shuri or tam there's no one that makes more sense to face one of those two uh so that's where i'm at i think it has to be julia at the top of this
2: the, there's nobody else in the on the roster who is a more slam dunk candidate to win this this red belt at some point than julia uh, among those who haven't won it uh, already at least and uh, like it, it's a foregone conclusion she's going to be their top champion at some point we got ash in there absolutely uh yeah that Natsupoy match is going to be really interesting that's a good point because i think julia you know we haven't really talked about the 15 minute uh time limit yet um mm-hmm. Going to a fifteen-minute time limit this year. It's been twenty-year, uh, twenty minutes the previous two years, um, and wrestlers like Utami and Shuri. Although Shuri's had some quicker title defenses this year, um, yeah. Julia too. Uh, I would say out of everybody in Blue Stars block, Julia is most like this, have very patient styles that lend themselves more to 20 to tw- almost 25 minutes a lot of the time as well. So to fit everything within 15 minutes um, is really interesting and uh, yeah. it, it could be it could be beneficial. It may harm some matches like Julia versus Mayu will probably not be as good as it was at the start of the year. Utami versus Shuri probably will not come close to their classics, right? Um, but for some matches like Julia and Natsupoi, maybe, maybe that ends up just being this hot like 13 minute and 50 second match that's like it's like back and forth and you, you you know you're getting sort of up against that finish uh you know that time limit finish you're like okay are we going to get a you know a finish here so that's exciting too so i'm, I'm intrigued by that um but yeah julia is my favorite uh to to win this to win this block and and the overall tournament as well my tier yeah. one for this block is julia mayu sayakamitani and momo watanabe those are my those are my top four in this one yeah
1: you know, i think that's pretty fair it's hard to, it's hard to deny um those now you know we look at this block i i will say i think i Booking Suzu Suzuki is the most interesting part of this, especially now that she has a belt and she has been someone that stardom has very much presented as a serious threat, not only because she's feuding with Julia, but they just clearly like her a lot. And it seems everyone that gets to work with Suzu Suzuki likes her a lot. That's why she is a champion in wave. So for me thinking I have her on the brink of the middle and top tier. I could see her be, you know, that that Mm -hmm. one that's just sitting there, right? And it goes either way, right? And that's really what's so exciting about it, too, is that, you know, when we talk about Suzu, she's having all these first-time matches, and that's great, and now she's champion. And I don't think the championship really changes all that much. I think what does change is that now she's dealing with an injury. So hopefully that doesn't harm her in any way because what she can do in 15 minutes, she has shown she can do, she can have some of the best matches you'll see. She had that match with Mirai that you and me both agree among Mirai's best career matches, right? Mm-hmm. Like It's right there with the two title matches probably uh, off the top of my head that she's had. Not the tag title. <laughs> no, no, no. let no, not, not talking about that one. Uh, but I wanted to bring up Suzu because, you know, I, I think she is the one that is hardest for me to figure out tier-wise, because I'm with you out uh, of those top four. It just feels like that's the constant. Momo was a finalist after all last year. She just had a world title match. Saya kamatani's at least going to start this tournament as Wonder of Stardom champion. We'll see if she ends it, uh, because there is a pay-per-view in the middle, and there's a big match being teased. Um, but Suzu is the most interesting one to me, because I could see her get as much as eight wins, eight, nine. She's probably not going to be in contention that final night. She's going to be there to play spoiler for Julia potentially, but that's the intrigue, right? Like they set up that match as the match of that final night for a reason.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, it, it feels very, um, uh, very set up to, for her to be spoiled. That's very much the, um, the Mayu and Starlight kid of this year, which of course they're, they, they have that match again too. So. Running it back. Um, yeah, Running it back. So, um. Yeah, suzu, suzu is just she's just a fantastic talent she's she was she had a stellar ice cross infinity championship brain at age 18 which is just <laughs> you know preposterous to say um the only reason i don't have her in that top tier or you know maybe a couple mitigating factors i think she's a step below Risa Sarah on like the Mm. booking pecking order in as far as prominence wrestlers, um, with if Sarah's the leader, who's already challenged for a world title as opposed to Suzu, who's only been in like grudge feuds and hasn't really been a like title contender yet. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, And just uh, and also just the competitiveness of of the block. The the final standings mean something. And when you have Suzu Suzuki, this um, incredibly young upstart who has been a champion but has not does not have the experience or necessarily the the stature of even Risa Sarah, let alone the rest of the people that are in contention in this block, like Julia and Mayu and the current wonder champion and Momo and even starlight kid. um, That, that makes me think she's more in that, in that at the top of the, the middle tier in this block. Um, So, so yeah, if the other, the other person I was thinking of in, in my middle tier who could jump up and so my middle tier is starlight kid, Hazuki, Mirai, Natsupoi, and Suzu Suzuki. Um, was Hazuki, uh, uh, yeah, who mm-hmm. who I, I completely blanked on her, bringing her up at the start when we were talking about who we're excited to see because we haven't seen Hazuki in a five star in four years, um, right. and so that's really uh, exciting because she came back last year. She got that world title match. Um, some people were like on and off about that title match. It, it wasn't really talked about as like a classic by most people, I love uh, that but. Match. <laughs> yeah and so yeah some people loved it some people some people thought it was just like okay uh and she comes back and now i think she's had a stellar tag title run yeah. with koguma and she also just works harder on the house shows than practically anybody else on the roster so i'm really excited to see that hard work continue to come through against wrestlers who are also working as hard as she is in that match so um so i would love to I, i'm really excited to see hazuki in this one but i mean I, you look I, I did my points breakdown and i somehow swung it to where julia mayu saya momo starlight kid suzu hazuki and mirai all have a winning record coming out of mm-hmm. this i have Natsupoi going six and six like that's how competitive this is and then saray sure, mina hanan and saya all with a with a pretty clear losing record going forward yeah uh
1: the Mariah's is an interesting one, and I think it's time we bring her up because mm-hmm. uh, she's very—you know—there's fans that there's, there's Stardom fans that like her, there's Stardom fans that can't stand her, and then there's the <laughs> ones in the middle. Uh, her her push has been as big a push as you can get for you know—it's right on there with Julia's push, except she hasn't won the title, right? Mariah didn't mm-hmm. win the belt, Exactly. but she's gotten all the title matches. She won the Cinderella. Now she's entering with a chance to, of course, follow Tony storm as the only person to win both tournaments in the same year. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I think, I think it'd be a dangerous time <laughs> as a, uh, on the right. timelines, if that did happen. Um, yeah. but she's going to, she's going to finish strong. She's going to end up right in the middle of this. I think like, you know, one win above 500 for those uh, sports fans. That's probably where we're going.
2: It's exactly where I have her. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's a yeah. safe spot, but yeah, the, um, the, the, the way I sort of have it going is Julia and Mayu tied at nine and three with Julia mm-hmm. having the tiebreaker. Then Saya and Momo at eight wins, Starlight Kid, Suzu and Hazuki at seven. And then Natsupoi going 500. Everybody else having a, a clear losing record after that. Yeah. So um yeah, it's both of these blocks just so competitive. The reason it's so it's so difficult to formulate those point totals is just because Stardom is so compulsive about protecting mm-hmm. their wrestlers. Um, block A has literally, or Block A, the Red Stars block has literally three wrestlers uh, who you can actually conceive of taking a pinfall on a normal house show match and block and the blue stars block has like 3.5. If you, if you say that Ami Sarei will probably actually start taking losses here, even though she wouldn't, she probably wouldn't lose on a house show right now. Um, And, that's that means that every single night you're having multiple matchups between people who would not normally lose on a Stardom yeah. show, which is a huge deal. So um, I hope they limit the amount of draws that they do. That could be that could feel like a little bit of a cop out. Um, mm-hmm. But and luckily they did limit that last year. Yeah. Um, the the fifteen minute thing kind of worries me about that. But yeah, we'll see. 156
1: matches. I think fifteen or so draws. I think is a fair number. To figure into there, which isn't that many when you think about it, but it will be a lot of the top matchups. Uh, But yeah, the, let's talk about the bottom of the block real quick. As you were bringing up with Ami Saray, Hanan, um, Saeeda, of course, no. Sorry, Parker. Uh, <laughs> out of those two, because I think Ami Saray gets some wins, who do you think goes winless? Saeeda or <laughs> Hana? It's funny because there is literally a show in this lineup where it's just these Mm -hmm. two facing off that is it five star wise so there could be a real chance they're going into that oh and uh like no winless and that could be the one
2: that was my tough one because i mean even quietly like hanan is super protected like hanan never loses Mm um i mean i i think i think when they face off hanan will win that match she seems to be for whatever reason higher up on the pecking order than than ida in stars right now um so that's part of that however i actually don't see anybody in this block going winless i think ida like ida before she got injured she had like a cork and hall main event against julia in a singles match like she's not a complete jobber or anything like that like um not not to the extent that i think in the other block my sakurai is where she she rarely ever actually wins and yeah. there are not many opportunities for my to get wins i mean she would have to be one of probably either unagi or Saki kashima um just to get one win in that in yeah. that block so that i think i think the most likely person in this tournament to go winless would, would be my yeah,
1: I think that's fair. Um I, it, it's just a fun game to play because obviously last year we had the two um but this year it's just so many top tier talents and Hanan's someone that they they fully believe in like there's a reason she's considered by a lot of people the future ace of this uh promotion. So so for me that plus they're doing a story here with Saeeda, like low-key. I don't know if people are catching on, but she's losing a lot. And, you, you know, some people might think, oh, that's just her losing a lot. But we've seen them turn a the story into walk. And Saeeda, before she got hurt, was future of Stardom champion. Like you said, she had those big matches she was cared about. So for me, it could be something bigger than just her losing. So that's an interesting uh, thing to focus on there's there's so many uh comments going on here and I appreciate it. keep sending them in I'm trying to like mm-hmm. play through them all so we'll we'll go through a few right here um so yes, Suzu versus Julia is the final uh which is very final day which is very exciting uh that's a match that a lot of people are looking forward to could be the first of a, maybe two three we don't know yet uh because you gotta remember this one's a fifteen minute match and I remember last year Julia and Takumi Roja. Were the final day, and they went to a draw. So you know you could create another match out of this if you wanted to. Um, Money on Suzu ruining Julia's tournament. That is someone. That is that is the idea they want to create in our heads, Mm -hmm, and I fully believe it could happen. Um, Wasn't the rumor plan last year that Julia's supposed to win the? I i don't know if it was rumored i think everyone just thought so
2: <laughs> she, she was definitely my pick like i was yeah. i was pretty damn sure we were going to get that julia shuri final um but considering how far they've run with shuri i that makes me think and and she they had the chance to have julia beat her um that makes me think that shuri winning was the original plan yeah
1: um, me too. yeah dylan asked you about uh Momo <laughs> over shirt. and Suzu. I, I agree suzu is going to go crazy and that's the I think that's the fun part about predicting these blocks is like I have no idea at the end of the day like this yeah, is just start so, throws there's just these so
2: blocks. many matches where you yeah. have absolutely no idea what the finish is going to be um especially early on in the tournament later on it starts to get a little bit more predictable when the point standings start to materialize but early on it I don't know it's 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 impossible to tell all these matches
1: uh important question as a freelancer won something important in stardom uh not past couple of
2: years yeah not not since the before, pandemic um, yeah. um but before yeah they you know they probably had sari was was intended to beat mayu at one point and then she was replaced by aroha who ended up beating her uh, yeah. of course they had like tony storm who i guess you could have considered stardom contracted at that point but tony storm was so dominant in stardom for a long time but um not not since the pandemic has has a freelancer um, been been anything. Um, I mean, it was like a Rojas performance in last year's Five Stars, like the right. extent of it.
1: Yeah, uh, is Mario's clapping gimmick really that great
2: for other Star fans? <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs> i
2: I don't see i don't mind it i don't love Mariah but but anything you can do to get the crowd involved i'm like i'm fine especially
1: clap crowds especially if you can for sure like you get them behind you it's great uh i think tam winning the red belt and julia winning the five star would be the opposite yes i i agree that's that's kind of where my head's playing Mm -hmm. with me right now it's like it uh, makes too much sense, uh, but let's move on here. We'll get to the rest of the comments in a little bit because there's a lot of comments coming in, and we appreciate that. Uh, but let's move on here. Let's talk sleeper matches because you know we we've kind of highlighted the big matches already. Talking about these, you know, Julie uh, versus Suzu on that final day. I think everyone and <laughs> I think everyone in their mother knows that that's a big match. Like that is that is a big one. That is the most highly anticipated match maybe of the tournament. We also have the rematch Shuri versus Tommy on day two. People aren't talking about that enough, but that is happening. Uh, I'm, I'm a little shocked they didn't do it day one, but it is what it is. It's fine. We're still getting it and we're still getting it in a live capacity. We're not going to have to wait a couple days for it, uh, but Parker, let's, let's, Let's go back and forth here. You name one of your sleeper matches out of this just loaded, loaded lineup.
2: I think a lot of people have said that. You you just talked about it. Hanan is is so. Um, oh, I agree with that comment. By the way, <laughs> um, the uh, Hanan is is so so obviously primed for great things at some point. Um, she just hasn't had a chance at this point to really do what she's going to do in this tournament which is go one-on-one with all of this top talent with in, and, and try to wrestle legitimate matches not seven minute future championship matches where she's retaining um and they're usually like really good considering yeah. the time frame but this is a this is a whole new ball game for her and in particular hanan versus Mayu mayotani is an extremely compelling matchup mm. for me um to see the current ace the current face of the company Um, the person who's really led stardom since the, since Io Shirai and Kairi Sane and, um, and, and, uh, and Kagetsu, now Yuishino um, left the tournament or left the company. Uh, she's been the one, she's been the one to stick around and, and make everything happen for it, um. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so to to see her, yeah, I know. This is showing Ida comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, Saya Ida, She's the best. She's the best wrestler in front. Of. Um, the uh, yeah. So so to see potentially, we're looking at the heir apparent here to Mayu Iwatani in Hanan uh, to really get that first time. Mm. The, the first time this match has happened in a real setting with actual stakes to it. um Is very exciting, and Hanan's never been more competitive, never been more protected than she is right now. Um, So I'm super stoked for that matchup. Yeah, that is, you know, Hanan has like a
1: lot of those matchups that like no one's going to pick them over the top couple stars competing against one another. But she has a lot of interesting matchups because she wrestles that shorter time style really well. And now she's going to do it against those top wrestlers on the roster. So it's really intriguing to me how she does. Um, I like that choice. And I want to I want to just put this out there for those listening. There's a lot of matches on this, like down, up and down, that may not classify as sleepers to you, but there's just so many great matches. It's hard to define what sleeper is unless I'm naming like my soccer. And I promise I am not doing that. <laughs> I <laughs> promise mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so one for me, and I think it was, was it Ash that said it earlier? Mayu Yutani versus Suzu Suzuki. Just kind of a match that, you know, we're breathing by a little bit because Suzu Suzuki has all these other matches, and Mayu is on the back burner a little bit right now. And that's just that's just a match that it's it's going to be so good. It's just two of the best Going in there and wrestling with stakes on the line, even if it's just two points, uh, to me those two could have a really special 15-minute match, uh, one that I'm really excited to see because, as we said, is great, Mayu's great. Uh, that's one of those sleepers that are just getting overlooked, but it's worth mentioning because it should be great. Uh, what's your, you know, your your other uh, sleeper or?
2: Second? Yeah, I got I got I got one for the for the other block too. Uh, earlier in the year. Saki, all cap Saki, color Saki, had a singles match against Nagisa Nozaki in WAVE um, mm-hmm. for, for, for the WAVE title that I thought was fantastic. One of the best WAVE matches like in the last few years. Um, and, you know, not not a whole ton happened in the first half of the match, but the second half, like the last six, seven minutes were just like throwing each other all around the ring, you know, dropping each other on, on their heads, you know, massive lariats, huge strikes. You know, stiff kicks, all that type of stuff. And to me, I am super excited to see. I was like I was like, okay, who in this block? is going to is going to match that and of course you've got people like shuri and people like utami who are who are going to match that style too but micah is right up there for me in terms of uh, mm-hmm. just when you're getting down to the nitty-gritty of a, of a closing stretch and throwing bombs and knocking yeah. each other out and all that type of stuff so i think S- saki and micah if they get a high card placement and a, and a good crowd they could really tear the house down with uh with just a closing stretch that's like wow i, I didn't necessarily expect that from those two so that's my red Stars pick Saki versus micah
1: oh, i like that i like that i think my red stars pick is tommy hishida versus kogama there's just something about two people that like to throw others around <laughs> with know. german suplexes yeah. great german suplexes two of the best adam that really excites me uh i don't remember off the top of my head but i don't know if we've seen this match um I don't think they were in the same block last. No, year, they weren't so. in the same
2: block last. Year. This may be a first time. They probably wrestled at some at some point yeah. during uh, before Koguma came back, I want to say, like yeah. during her first run, I think they were they were on the same at, at that point, but How long was she there, Yeah, no, that's a great choice. But yeah,
1: that yeah. that one jumps out to me because, you know, Koguma's great, very underrated. Obviously, for what she does uh, for this roster, let alone when she's in there with people, you know, her and Hazuki, great tag team. But I think it's really easy for me to just point to those two as like this could be one of those matches that really opened some eyes. Uh, Because Kogaman did this with Julia last year, I think, in a Cork and Hall main event during the five star. That might have been. I think that was Julia's second to last match, actually, before mm. she had to exit, and it was great. It was just, it's just so great. Just two really great wrestlers going out. you. you can't beat it. Uh, so those would be my two. And and I want to ask you this question before we move on to the next couple uh, steps here. One match, whole tournament. What are you looking most forward to?
2: Oh man, that's that's a good one. Um, <laughs> gosh, I I this. Hmm. it it has to be julia versus suzu suzuki my only thing that maybe maybe makes me say maybe not that is just the the five star layout and the the idea that it's a 15 minute time limit and they may have some some hardcore rubber match down the line that is really where they go all out with with everything like that so um you know other you know i know you said only give one but i do think that it's okay yeah i do, do, think, there is, okay. yeah, I do think there is there is pause there
1: this I'm is our real, show We can do
2: what we want that's right this is the five star joshi show um i really am interested in seeing what tommy and shuri do in in the 15 minute time limit like you just said mm. it like nobody's talking about the fact that we're getting a rematch with <laughs> the most well-known stardom match in history um on night one of the of the tournament and so Seeing those two in a completely different setting, I I mean, they could have like one of the better sub 15 minute matches or maybe exactly 15 minutes uh, matches like we've seen ever in in, not in Joshi. just because of how talented they are and how much insane chemistry they have. So that would be my other pick, but I mean, there's such a great story behind Julia and Suzu Suzuki. They've been going back and forth. They have that remarkable deep ice ribbon connection Mm -hmm. that goes back years and years. So um, I I think it's gotta be that one for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would love to just pick the automatic one because you know, As a fan, that is what I'm really looking forward to. But there was a match that got taken away from me last year, mm-hmm. and that was Julia versus Momo Watanabe on the final night. It's, I believe, the second or third last match for both of them. So very important. I think it's at a Cork and Hall should main event the show. Mm-hmm. That one for me is just one I'm really looking forward to feels like it could be a draw feels like it could just be Julia winning, but it's one that they've built really well and they just haven't gone to in a traditional match. I, you know, I think they did it Cinderella once, but come on guys, we're not, we're not counting it. Okay. You know, stardom doesn't count Shuri versus Tommy and Cinderella. So I don't have to count this. (laughs) Um, but for me, you know, that's the one that just pops in my head. It's like I cannot wait for that. Um, uh, and, and there's so many, and I'm gonna I, I will cheat. I won't say Julie versus Suzu, uh, or the one you said, because I think we should talk as, about as many matches as we mm-hmm, possibly can sure. here. Uh but I'm thinking Shuri versus Micah because last year, their tournament match, I love their tournament match. It was the it was match awesome. that it, it it was very uh gifable <laughs> by, mm-hmm, where for sure. Shuri, you know, kicked her head off and then hit like the most devastating ruin <laughs> she's ever hit. It was, horrible. was like, <laughs> like it was, was so like, bad. I was like, so if that's what she does to her friends, what does she do to her enemies? <laughs> uh but that's one of them that just comes to mind. I think that's uh, early on in the tournament as well. I don't really know because I don't have the calendar in front of me, but nonetheless, really exciting
2: matches. And we can name probably five, six, yeah, seven more. yeah, one, one more before we close it out. Um this is a match that happened last year, but I think the the um, like circumstances be around it are completely different, and that would be Utami versus Tam. Um, last year, they were the champions uh, come throughout this tournament; they were Wonder Champion and and World Champion, respectively. And so this year. Uh, without having a championship at stake and without that really sort of you just always have that odd like are you know how's the booking gonna be here they probably won't have the wonder champion beat the world champion all that type of stuff um with with that completely off the table and they're just two title wrestlers coming into this now two fantastic title wrestlers this could really be the uh the utami Tam match that we've uh we've been looking for yeah. Oh,
1: this I, I'm gonna stop myself before we, you know I <laughs> name another five, but Hazuki uh, versus Julia. There you go. that was my last one. I'll toss mm-hmm. that out there just because the the fire and hatred that they've shown for each other without even having that singles match. Uh it's really exciting. Uh, but let's let's move on here because we still got a few topics to go over, and we're an hour in now, which is really cool. Thank you for everyone that's still listening, still uh jumping in the comments. Very much appreciated. Uh, I agree. Momo and Starlight Kids should be an interesting one Uh, because we really don't know how the oh, yeah. match will a good, go there. That's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, I'm really interested in that one. Yeah, hopefully hopefully, uh, you, you would think it doesn't go all away to tie uh, stuff because they usually stay away from that. Um Azumi versus Tekla rematch. You know, We saw that one. That could be a chance for Tekla to come back. We haven't seen Tekla in forever, so it's kind of like... Yeah. Crazy that she's just kind of hanging around because she was really heating up, uh, but exciting to see her come back. This is another good one. Tommy versus Ameka rematch. I think this is the only five-star final rematch we have in the tournament. Um, and Ameka is, both of them, both of them, not just Ameka, both of them are so much better than that match when they had it, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago. So that should be really oh, yeah. exciting. Uh, but let's get to it here. Finalists. What do we see, Parker, as the final of the five star grand Prix and before I, I let you go on this one, here are the, like the past couple five star grand Prix because they have a certain um they they have a certain tell when they do this, right? they have someone that's kind of the clear winner and then someone that is you know right there but they're not always at the very top. Uh, so the past couple have been Mayu Yutani versus Utami Hayashida when Utami was a rookie. Uh, that's worth noting. We had, wasn't she a rookie? Uh, she was really early in her career. Yeah, it was, she was. It was really early. Yeah. Uh, Hana Kimura defeating Konami. That was, of course, you know, that was the elevation to, for Hana. And, you know, Konami has been in that tier every time she's been around. Um, then we have Utami versus Tamika, as we said, and of course last year Shuri versus Momo Watanabe which you and me have talked about a lot as of late because of their title match. So, finals: Red Stars block, Blue Stars block. Final night, which is very important. I think that's the most important part of this because that's really where we can break this down. Yeah, I think
2: us. I think we should maybe yeah, I think we should break down that final night really quickly, and then.
1: All right, let's let's do it. So. Starting at the bottom of the card, the matches that, you know, they're not going to matter in terms of seating. <laughs> you got the two spoilers, Azumi versus Saki Kashima. Not many things need to be yeah. said about that. Um, Mirai versus Saida. So for those that don't want Mirai to win, you probably don't have to worry unless Saida <laughs> just racked up some points. Um, Natsupoi versus Mina Shirakawa. Unagi versus Tekla. So. Further going into, you know, our predictions earlier of where these people are going to end up. Uh, also worth knowing, Mai sakurai and Hanan are both the two wrestlers not competing in tournament matches on this final night. Maybe they'll do a singles match just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's start really. This is where it heats up. This is where it heats up. Well, no. Saya Kamatani versus Ami Saray is not where it heats up. So.
2: Well, I, I would <laughs> say I, I would Ooh. not be surprised if if Tal Saya is in contention on final night yes, and uh, sure. Saray being super protected um, just beats her and sets up a, a, a wonder match.
1: Mm. Mm. The the thing with Saya here, right, is like we're we're watching her start this feud with Kyrie. She has this title match mm-hmm. with Saki, and there's a pay-per-view right in the middle of all this. So there's a chance we watch Saya Kawitani lose that title mm-hmm. in the middle of this tournament, which is very intriguing. Very me. odd. Um, but it's something they've done before, I'm pretty sure, with Titles, so mm-hmm. uh, you got to go way back to think uh, to look at that, but it has happened. Uh, but now let's really get into those matches that could be deciding factors here. Uh, we'll start with the Red Stars block and we'll make our way up. Tam Nakano versus Saki, big time match. The, you know, we got the Cosmic Angels leader versus the Colors leader, they are on the same page, but it's tough to go against Tam Nakano. You know, she is the home talent. We are watching Tam Nakano. Um, one second. Dylan says the Kyrie Nye tag needs to happen. That is happening on the first night of the five-star Grand Prix because mm-hmm. it's happening they said we need more.
2: <laughs> it wasn't enough. Nope, not enough on that show.
1: You know, I wanted to <laughs> point that out. Uh, but I think Tam Nakano is someone that's going to be in contention. Uh, she maybe gets that win versus Saki and needs help the rest of the night.
2: Hmm. yeah yeah i i, I agree that, that that'll be that i feel like that one's one that could almost go either way
1: yeah. it'll be interesting um micah versus Jamaica. first time ever this is a match that i read and i say that's gonna be a draw <laughs> <laughs> that was like my gut feeling when i first saw it. i was like huh. i can see either one coming in with contention maybe both maybe needing a win and then it just kind of boom draw yeah take them both out both dark horse choices obviously
2: absolutely to me to me feels like some obviously the draw is possible but to me if i was predicting it one of them comes in with contention and and they lose to the the one Mm -hmm. who's not in contention maybe that like evens up their point totals too maybe they both come in at like 14 or 16 or maybe one of them comes in at 14 and the other comes in at 12 and Mm -hmm. the the 12 point wins and so they they end up same point total Yeah.
1: yeah that the that those <laughs> just thinking about like those two going head to head for the first time is really exciting because we just don't, you know, they're always together always. Mm-hmm. So seeing how they go at it it'll be live for those who want to watch it live, which is always exciting. Uh, but nonetheless, let's move on. These Utami versus Kogama. This is the match I hyped up earlier as kind of my sleeper. It's that final night match. Kogama, You know, you might look at it first, and you're like, well, you know, I don't know. It should be an easy win. But Koguma is a spoiler, right? That's why she's in this spot. And it's really exciting for me because it gives you that little doubt, right? And it's hard for me to see Utami lose it. But at the same time, if this is how they wanted to spoil Utami out of the tournament, I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever.
2: This feels like a red herring to me yeah. a red herring booking moment where um you see like maybe the block favorite you know tommy going against somebody who has been associated with flash pins and beating people out of nowhere and you're like oh no this is you know she might she might lose um to me i'm thinking a red herring here this is not something stardom has not done a lot and part of it is, is because a lot of times they'll do the the like the block finals and then the final on the same night, which um, adds to some weird like booking, uh, the, the way you like order the matches and everything mm-hmm. like that. They've done that in the in the past. Um, so uh, to me, what this could be is just, is just Utami gets that win. And then maybe the main event of the show is Shuri v- versus Risa Serra, which we'll get to in a moment and uh and sarah wins that and knocks shuri out or something like that and then utami by default moves on or something like that it doesn't always have to end in like the the super poetic you know the last two block winners the the people who win the last two matches are the ones who are in the final right i think they could they could they could definitely do a little bit of a red herring there where it looks like koguma could spoil utami here but utami gets the win anyway and uh she walks out she walks out as the the block champion
1: we saw how they did it last year with you know shuri a win she's in she goes to that draw and then utami a win and she's in tam ends up beating her and i liked how they did that because it, it was like oh well Maybe, you know, maybe they go crazy. Maybe they put the champion in there. Um, go against Momo. And mm-hmm. to me, those are the cool things that they do is that they make you believe on that final night. And last year they it's worth noting they did the blue the red stars block first, and then the blue stars block mm-hmm. matches, which is very it, it's not odd because you just want to get through them both, but it is odd in terms of the finals because you know you had Shuri trucking herself out there right after, and she was in that semi-spot. So utami likely in that semi spot for the red stars block but it might not matter if they go first um but i'm with you that shuri risa sarah match definitely feels like a chance to take shuri out uh because Mm -hmm. you can have risa sarah win you don't have to do a title rematch right you don't have to do that because we saw that last year when uh, someone beat him i don't know i think Saya beat tam and then she Saya still had to do a uh, number one contenders match after the fact
2: yeah so. they they love giving people who have lost title matches yeah. earlier in the year their their win back in tournament like micah sure. got her win back last yep. year they did the the draw with shuri and utami um and, you know, I, even this here, I'm looking at the other block, like, like Mirai Mar- could get her win back over Saya. Natsupoi could as well. So um, there's definitely uh, ample opportunity for that to happen. And Meika could beat Shuri, too. There's there's definitely plenty of chance of that. But in this context, yep. Um, the way I see that red block going is Utami, um, she gets a, she gets a, an upset scare, but ends up, you know, putting away Koguma as expected. And uh, Risa Sarah either draws or beats um, Shuri and uh, sends Utami to the finals.
1: Mm. Uh, I, I'm trying to pick finalists here. I realize I didn't do that part. I know your Utami's yours, and mm-hmm. it, Utami versus Julia. Julia's my Blue Stars block finalist. Okay, I'm not gonna save that one. Mm-hmm. That's just like that's where I'm going. But that has been a match that they've protected dearly. We've barely seen them tease it. They teased it once in a tag match recently uh but other than that very protected big time singles match so for me it's a matter of do they want to do it here in the final do they want to save it for a title match potentially at a big venue planned out main event you know that's just something companies do that's where i'm trying to battle between here because tam nakano i'll admit was originally my pick for this block she gets Mm. this title match she gets this title match i think she could walk out as champion truthfully so it has made me back away because julia versus tam is obviously a match they want to do again and that could be here in the final that could be you know maybe tam is champion so that's what has left me thinking but you break it down i'm kind of left with utami or a mica option because that's what stardom does. I I write through those names. They have someone that's Mm -hmm. kind on the brink there, but they're not the main event caliber stud like Utami. So that's where I'm at. You know,
2: if if, if I could maybe argue against that a little bit, I do think, I do think Momo was likely, maybe I shouldn't say likely because I don't know, but could be a, um, more, was more of a contingency plan after Julia's injury than uh, than the origi- than the intended winner. And if that's the case, then the finals would have been Shiri versus Julia, which is two two top stars, right? Um, so maybe not one of the one of those moments where they're trying to elevate somebody or put yeah. somebody who you didn't necessarily expect uh, or predict in that final. So um, may, you know that pattern could have been intended to be broken last year, but because of Julia's right. injury, they had to change things. That's so may, maybe not. But um, I also I also think you're diminishing Risa Sarah's chances just a little bit. That's um, true. She, she, could she make is it. <laughs> so so protected um in terms of her booking and you know stardom's a different animal she you know this could be different but i mean i would say if we're just looking at a joshi freelancer like she's easily as protected as like iroha was and Eroha right. was was easily in contention and perhaps even more um at this point so yeah. uh, because it's less it's less iroha is part of marvelous which has a relationship with stardom and more she is prominence and she's yeah. the one in charge of her own booking at this point and whether she wins or loses for a lot of the yeah. time. So that could mm-hmm. be interesting too.
1: Yeah. I guess, I guess she would play into like the Micah thought too, for me is like, mm-hmm. they don't want to put in Utami because you want to hold that big match. It, it, I would love the big match. I think everyone would love the big Utami Julia tournament final, and there's a very good chance they do do that. You have like you know convinced me as certain because then you will go into it and you're like, oh, either one of these two could win. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't question if Utami won, uh, so that would be smart. Um, but Risa Serra, you've kind of talked me into potentially being an option too because the story of Julia beating Bolt prominence members or surviving suzu yeah a a, a two-night stretch where she exactly she beats where risa sarah beat shuri Mm -hmm. someone that julia couldn't beat like there is Mm -hmm. plenty of story to play from and i think there's there's
2: even like if if they're if they're trying to if they like have quietly agreed to sign Prominence, but they're running with mm-hmm. pro- with Prominence as outsiders as like an angle at this point. Yeah. Then you can do like some crazy booking with Risa Sarah sure. winning the tournament and the title from Shuri, and um, and and, <laughs> and, and, and it, but but just something you know if she's a if she's a contracted and you know wrestler then it's like oh wow this is you know this is a big yeah. deal so there, there's a lot there's a lot it can go I definitely feel like this it's weird because. blue Blue stars has just as much star power as red stars does does. um and yet i i do think that feels more um, surefire that that red yeah exactly red stars is is more difficult to predict than than blue yeah
1: which is great i like unpredictability Mm -hmm. if you have unpredictability Mm -hmm. that's great and you know i think we all are on the julia train in a lot of ways like we were last year but let's go through this final night of action here for the Blue Stars block because it is very important. So like I said earlier, Maraii versus Saeeda, uh, Natsupoi versus Mina Shirikawa, which is an interesting one. Now that they're both cosmic angels. Hazuki versus Momo Watanabe. That's a big match. Another big match. They mm-hmm. uh, have the Stardom World Climax match. Very physical. Yeah,
2: they, they uh, all, classic rivalry. One of the most yeah. essential rivalries of modern Stardom. Like they have so many awesome matches together. This is just going to be a, a, a grudge match.
1: Yeah, and and I could see this be like one of those draws on the end of the night, or Hazuki gets her win back. Obviously, she lost to Momo in their singles yeah. match at uh what, what what's the name of that show Star world climax Star world climax i
2: definitely um, i definitely am, am predicting that is yeah. what's going to happen here just because yeah. it feels Play very unlikely too. that yeah exactly it feels very unlikely that momo won't be in contention on this final night and if you're contention if you're in contention and you win you pretty much have to be in that final and i don't know that they're doing yeah. that so definitely hazuki playing spoiler for momo here and, and knocking her out of contention
1: Looking forward to that one. Saya Kamatani versus Ami Saray. We talked about this a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. of how it could be more important. Obviously, Ami is someone that's protected. Saya is someone that she has, you know, she's the champion. We don't know if she'll still be the champion at the end, but this is a decent match. It could be what makes or breaks Saya's run to the top because she had a very strong tournament, people forget, last year, and then lost to Nagi Sayaka on the final night when she had a chance to contend. So that's worth talking about there. Ami Saray could do the same here.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, just like we talked about here, if Saya's champion coming into this, I think this is a prime opportunity to have her lose to somebody brand new and just set up another another title match.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and but, you know, before we go, I, I'm going to, there's a lot of comments that I'm continuously reading, going back and forth. I'm going to save those till after this. There's a phone ringing in the background. I apologize <laughs> if you can hear that. Uh, but, Mario Iwatani versus Starlight Kid, second year in a row. Uh, obviously, the story here is Starlight Kid is trying to get to the level. Of Mayu Yotani. That is the entire reason she's part of Oito tie. Nothing more, nothing less. She wants to get to her level, and a win, which she's never had over Mayu, would get her there. I personally think we push it off again. I don't think I think Mayu could be coming into the night as a contender um Switching the roles from last year, where Kid was a win away and Mayu took her out, I think Mayu could come in as a contender needing a win. Maybe this is the draw of the night because there's going to be a draw in this final night, people. Uh, It's just, it's just gonna happen. And maybe this is how you just continue that story, right? Of Mayu and Kid, like, oh, I couldn't beat you, but you couldn't beat me this time, and that's a good way to tell that story.
2: Yeah, we're on the same page here. That was immediately my thought too. Is Kid gets a step closer, but still not able to to put Mayu away. I maintain that a pay-per-view main event Mayu versus Kid match, uh, especially one that's like maybe title versus mask or something mm-hmm. like that, is is something that could main event Budokan or Sumo Hall or something like for that. Sure. So they should, um, I mean, they should milk this story for all it's worth because it's 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 just so great uh, and so simple that yeah. they can easily make that happen but yeah it a year ago it was it was a kid trying you know kind of it was it was Mayu actually playing spoiler for Starlight Kid right and then and then this year i think has a chance to kind of but they almost eliminate each other uh, with yeah. with the draw maybe they're maybe they're both tied with right. julia they're all maybe it's those three tied at the top or maybe they're all tied with momo um right. and julia coming in and the draw knocks each other out with julia getting the win in a, in a main event
1: Yep. Speaking of that main event, Julia versus Suzu Suzuki, the big match, the one everyone's waiting for, the one everyone's most excited for. It's been teased since January. We are now, by this time, it's October. It's going to be a year-long feud. I'm sure they'll have another match besides just this one. Uh, But uh, you and me Bolter, are picking Julia to advance here. So there's not much conversation to it, but it's a match that should be great
2: yeah exactly it It should be fantastic. I think there's still more they can do. I definitely am am waiting for the the hardcore singles version of this one that doesn't have a fifteen minute time limit. um The weird thing about this five star is um you know you talk about like some new Japan tournaments, which I think mm-hmm. is the closest comparison yeah. uh they they will often have a, a pretty decent culmination to a story happen at this yep. point. Like, like you, you, uh, or at least a major stepping point in it. Um, I just think about leading into like a best of the super juniors a few years ago when, when show was desperately trying to beat Shingo T- Takagi and he couldn't, and that was like such a big deal. And that was pretty much the end of their feud, uh, for a couple of years. And, um, just because of the 15 minute time limit and because of, there's so many matches in this tournament, uh, I don't quite see that happening for any of these, even though we do have major grudge matches uh, yeah. like like Shuri versus Utami, like Julia versus Suzu, like Mayu versus Starlight Kid, like Kazuki versus Momo Watanabe. All of these happening like on the same night, right? Um, I don't see this being the culmination of any of those, and so I hope I they return to it. Return to it later. The, the, then the question is if julia beats suzu here you know how do they get back to it how how do we get back to a point where we're actually getting these two facing off with each other maybe maybe there's an out in this one and suzu has a claim to the the briefcase Uh, Mm -hmm. assuming Julia wins the tournament and they do something like that um, where, you know, she's like, you can't beat me in a hardcore match. If this was a hardcore match, you wouldn't have the briefcase, something interesting like that. That could be the culmination. Um, So there's a lot they could do here, but uh, I think uh, I'm I'm pretty confident in Julia winning this match and by extension, the block,
1: the block. And that brings us to the finals. Uh, Parker, who wins the 2022 five-star grand prix in your opinion?
2: I think in the finals it's going to be Julia taking on Utami. It's that is the biggest match in Stardom that they have not done to this point. It is a fantastically protected match that we have not seen. I think we were supposed to see it, or maybe maybe that's my own booking. But I I, I expected to see it uh, a year ago at this Mm -hmm. time or you know or maybe you know a little later in the year but we didn't get it due to julia's injury um this year i think we're going to get it and i think julia is going to get that win and win this tournament it just makes sense she is like i said earlier such a slam dunk to win this red belt at some point and she has now been you know she it was weird because she had such a meteoric rise when she first came to the company she was immediately pushed as a top top star um more so than anybody in the company that I can remember has, right? Um, She wins Cinderella right away. Of course the pandemic happens. She, um, she wins the wonder belt right away. She's, she's that champion. She has a dominant stable that never loses. She's, she's tag champ with Shuri who's just as dominant as her, right? She, she's, such she's been pushed so dominant she's one of the faces of the company too like when people talk about stardom now they associate julia with the company she's Mm -hmm. one of the few wrestlers that non-stardom fans probably know along with mayu and utami um and so just all of that combined and the other it's weird the the her her title match earlier in the year because it was night one of a two-night deal Mm -hmm. almost makes me think that it wasn't like the real main event of that whole thing was shuri versus Mayu, and uh and and shuri versus julia has kind of gotten lo- has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle as the year has gone and even though i think you and i are in agreement we think that's her best title match yet um yeah so with all that being said may- maybe not better than the one she won it but with all that being well. said um I think Shuri or I think Julia is is a fantastic choice to win this tournament. She makes the most sense. It is about time. Like stuff has not gone her way this year, and it is it is time for DDM, who started off the year with a bang, adding a couple members, but has since lost members Mm -hmm. uh, and has does not currently hold gold at all. Uh, unless i'm forgetting somebody which is crazy to say um they lose Natsupoy, they lose mariah they lose shuri of course as champion all that put together it's like it's time it's julia's time i have never i haven't felt this confident in a five-star prediction in a long time and so uh, I'm, i'm going with julia in this one
1: yeah, the last time I felt this confident was
2: last year when I picked Julia, so <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to do it again. I was, like, I was like, it's 50-50, sure. Well, I wasn't 50-50. Yeah. I think I did predict Julia, but I was like, sure, he has, has a legitimate chance. This yeah. year, I'm like 80% yeah. sure it's Julia. Uh,
1: Julia Ju- is someone that, like, you know, she is destined for that title, but I think, personally, I've been waiting for her to win that title it's just like it's been the waiting game without like hurting stardom in any way because it doesn't it hasn't made anything unpredictable or predictable because shuri's champion uh, understandably like when we thought at one time she was gonna beat Otami julia that is then maybe it did but you know, we've seen it change they've they've moved on they've told different stories that mm-hmm. Shuri you Tommy thing just became a, it had a life of its own it wasn't i still don't think it was supposed right. to be that way but that story was so natural and so great that you almost they kind of walked into it with that happening and then Julia getting hurt so it's like okay well we can definitely do this now if they weren't doing it before I still think Julia was supposed to win. Uh, but you bring up that point. DDM is falling apart. They are falling apart at the seams. They have lost member after member after member. You know, God's eye has went on to be their own thing. he left them or I left. Natsu gone. has gone. They are on the brink of just, you know, complete... Falling apart, but how do you bring that all together? You have the leader, the one who has been working her way back to getting that title, win the five-star Grand Prix, go on to the final show of the year. Presumably, I I well, I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. I think that's the perfect way to keep right. doing this: is do that final show. Hopefully, they just keep the name of Stardom Dream Queendom or something. You know, make that your Wrestle Kingdom. That's that's something that Stardom they don't need it, but they should have it that's just my opinion because we know it's that year-end show now that's their biggest show of the year but Julia is ready she's been ready for a long time now you know when she when she reappeared in the five star last year in the new uh the new look with the you know the mixture of her GI Joe days and the mixture of her you know wonder of Stardom championship run it's like this is the time. This is her time. I absolutely think she should go on to win this and win the title. And I know people might be afraid of, you know, falling into that trap that companies do fall in of year-long reign, five-star winner wins, mm-hmm. year-long reign, five-star winner wins, because yep. that would be the third year in a row that this happens. But I think if you want to break the mold after this one, great. Maybe Tam again. Maybe Tam Nakano wins that title and she has the belt until the end of the year. I do not know. All I do know is Julia should be winning and ending the year as the uh, as the uh, World of Stardom champion. So that's where I'm at. There, uh, you and me both agree on our favorites in terms of who represents the Red Stars block. I think I was pretty open about it. I have no clue. I Utami makes sense, but I could understand them wanting to protect it. Micah or uh, like Micah makes sense, kind of like in that Jamaica spot a few years ago. Of you know. She she's not necessarily going to win, but she's going to give you a great final and it's a good story. You have DDM versus DDM trying to, you know, go against one another. That's obviously a story. Uh, The Risa Sarah one, you kind of convinced me that would be really cool. It would be such a good story with the double prominence for Julia that night. Uh, There's so many different ways to go here. But in the end, we both picked Julia as our winner. Uh, before we wrap this up, because we've been going for an hour and a half now, thank you for everyone that's been listening. It's very much appreciated, uh, especially those who've been there from, from the start. That's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go through these comments real quick, and then we'll finish it up. You know, Alex says, Julia does feel like the only option, and I'm with you. Uh, Lamora says, trust in Parker. Julia wins and finally ascends to the top. Um <laughs> Alex about added about dang time, the ninety fourth minute. Either way, Julia versus Shuri or Julia versus Tam for the rebel yeah. makes complete sense. and Really quickly,
2: that brings up another another point, which is that uh, Julia is not in the block with either of the people who could be champion um, go, going into this tournament. And even though they did it last year, it feels more often than not in these tournaments, it's the the wrestler who's not in the block with the the world champion um, that that ends up making it happen. Because if you're just going to do that, you just have not beat them anyway. So uh, I think that's just another point in favor of uh, of Julia winning. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Tournament is also made to kill predictions, expectations. That is true. That does happen. Uh, I'm, I'm prepared for that if it happens. Um, <laughs> only one person saved you know. me. Please, please don't. Uh, Parker Select <laughs> has spoken uh, via Keem. There you go, and then this is this is a really good point from um, Anna. Uh, if it's true that they want to make a starter main event in the New Japan crossover show, mm-hmm. it would be amazing to see Julia in the red belt in that position. That's been a topic that I've discussed with some people. It's definitely possible if they want to have as many eyes on that title switch, they could forego that final show of their own and do a title mm-hmm. switch on there. I still think you should do it on your own show, but it wouldn't shock me if they wanted to do that.
2: I would be it's weird because I think they get some some money out of it but I wonder if it's more than what they could do if they had something else in be- you know in between but I wonder if they should consider not doing any briefcase briefcase defenses and um just going on and doing the title match right afterwards and just seeing what happens as opposed to having the uh as opposed to having, you know, the 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 briefcase. <laughs> Thank you, JPQ. <laughs> uh, the as opposed to just having the, um, you know, we get the rest of the year where it's all it's briefcase defenses yeah. and it's the cursory defenses from people yeah. who either lost in the tournament or who challenged or anything like that. Um, and uh, to me, like that always feels like not that interesting to me. Yeah, Jonathan frankly, had to, that uh, earlier. He was hoping. Oh yeah, we didn't. Great that. point. Yeah so so uh, you know it was co- they had cool moments last year with like Hazuki was one of them which was completely fresh and they had Iroha to write that that's unique that's something cool yeah. that they can do this year I don't know if that's there because if you look at this st- this block that Shuri's in I mean she's beaten most of the people in that block already <laughs> uh th- that's not that fresh sure. and so um and it's just like I I just would never unless it was I just would never would never really predict a briefcase loss either. It's just like a cool. Shout out
1: Kota Ibushi, my um, guy.
2: Yeah, exactly. For <laughs> except for Ibushi losing losing on a uh, putting uh, JY putting his feet on the ropes, that was preposterous at the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but for, for those reasons, I think if I was in charge, and and I just feel like there's more money in just having an actual reign with the person during that with with the champion during that time and letting yeah. the letting the person whoever loses that title match move on to something else as opposed to just doing these cursory matches where yeah. it really doesn't feel like there's much of a chance of it all uh, right. at all for it for a title change the match is still probably great but it's not as dramatic to the point where it's going to elevate you to uh, to like must-see status maybe so um yeah, for sure yeah that's that's interesting
1: yeah it's such a tough thing to play, right? Because you have that window that you probably want to wait till that last show of the year, your big, your your staple show. Let's call it that, your staple show of the year. Um, but I'm with you. Like, I, you do want to avoid a lot of that. Like, you know, the replays. Like, Tommy versus Micah happened again last year. Mm-hmm. Not a single person sat no. there and was like, oh, you know, Micah's going to win this one. I was just like, okay, <laughs> right. whatever. This is going to be a great match, but that's about it. Um and then I, I don't like the brief, briefcase getting defended either. I don't think many people do, but it is a chance for big matches, which is why they do it. And I'm sure they're going to do it this year because they did it last year. Uh, but I'm with you there. It's like if we could not do it, that'd be great. Um, but all right, let's, let's wrap up here with uh, the two fun topics. Um, so MVP, who's your mm-hmm. MVP? And usually MVP is someone that doesn't necessarily win but just has a stunning tournament, just someone that goes all out. I know a lot of people picked Michael last year as someone that was that MVP-like wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, And I say they shouldn't be the winner, but for me, like, last year was hard to pick anyone but Shuri because of what she did. But who do you think is going to just walk in there and just dazzle each and every night?
2: There's two ways to evaluate this in my eyes. There's one that's like... I keep my super nerdy spreadsheet, right. Of all my matches. And I just average out everybody's ratings that I gave. And then I order it by that. Um, Under, under that, I I would pick Julia uh, because she Mm -hmm. will always have a high card placement. And she has just such a stacked block that she's in. And, and, and coupled with the elevation of having the you know the heated rivalries with with Suzu and and even hazuki and momo in there too and Mirai and Natsupoi mm-hmm. all that together I think elevates her her tournament to where she's just she's just set up to have the vast majority of her matches be fantastic yeah. um so so that's why I would pick in that circumstance if I was to pick somebody who was going to come in and maybe elevate a match beyond what you would necessarily expect based on, things like card placement and based on like where where they are and like kayfabe strength and all that type of stuff um i might go with hazuki uh for this one um because she like i said earlier um she has been so consistent this year in terms Mm -hmm. of Coming out on house shows and actually giving it her all on house shows, which frankly, not a lot of the roster seems to do. Which is like, mm-hmm. fine, I don't, bl- I don't blame them. The the pay per views are where <laughs> it's at, but but just knowing her her sheer effort in, yeah. in these matches, I, I might have to go with Hazuki there. I had a tweet, you know, there was a tweet going around. I think the the English Stardom account asked um, who everybody's MVP of 2022 in Stardom was, and I said I said Shuri number one. And then runner-up was Natsupoi, who's another contender for this this topic. Um, mm. But then a- after that, I was like, if if you're just going in terms of night by night, if you're weighing everything e- equally, I think Hazuki and Koguma also yeah. were uh, were contenders in that too. So yeah, I'll, I'll say Hazuki. Uh, but overall, yeah. I, I might say Julia too.
1: Yeah, uh, on the five star Joshi show at the very beginning of the year when Parker was you know busy. Not around (laughs) at the time. Uh, I predicted that Hazuki would be like the MVP of stardom. You know, she wouldn't win any of the top titles. Mm. She wouldn't, you know, be a top champion, have a long reign, but she would just be consistent. She'd have great match after great match. And that kind of translated to this five-star Grand Prix. It goes hand in hand. If you're going to be the MVP of a company, you got to have a great tournament. And I'm right there with you. Uh, If I was to pick another name, Suzuki comes to mind because of all the first time matches she had. I just watched her be the MVP of a tournament. I literally just watched it against talents who, you know, I'm sorry, but Kohaku, Riku Kawahata, and uh, I don't even remember the other one. That's someone's getting mad. Kuruku Masaki. Oh, yes, that's my bad. I am sorry. I know there's Umisaki fans out there and I enjoy her, but listen, not, I'm not going to say those three are, you know, Mayu Itani or Julia or Sayaka Kamatani or, you know, Momo Watanabe. I don't think they're that tier yet. Maybe someday. Suzu Suzuki's about to go and do this all over again with these wrestlers. I think she has a really good chance because I don't think she's winning. I don't think that's happening, but she should have a great tournament. And then really that's the excitement. If you picked literally like, Anyone for MVP in any of these block, like any of these like top six from any of these blocks? I'd be like, yeah, I believe mm-hmm. you. No, for sure, I believe, I believe you. There's for no sure. bad choices. Uh, but if you pick Mariah, I might, we might have
2: to talk. <laughs> <laughs> if you pick uh, Array, I might be like, are you sure?
1: Yeah. Are you uh, watching the shows? Like, <laughs> um, and then, so last year we did this fun thing where you and me both picked. This was your idea. This was my. You picked we both picked a wrestler that like they're not going to win they're not gonna you know they're not going to have a chance on that fight night but we're just going to cheer them on and we'll see who would uh gets to that point and you picked because site you know was hurt this was the exact like <laughs> talk you're like i think exactly. koguma has that same you know fire and goes out there and puts it all on i picked nazi boy and you know they had a match against each other and Kogama one so tough on me tough on me but like let, let's do that again because that's a fun little game here just pick like someone lower that's probably you know not gonna win this but it'll just be fun to go back and forth as we go through the next three months of tournaments
2: yeah i i seem to be um I, i'm a stars fan stars my favorite stable in uh in in stardom so i always kind of go for go for them if i'm just talking about my favorites um obviously you know i'm big fans of of uh, ida and and, and kogama as well um uh i'm also a big fan of tam uh, so i would love to see her do well and i'll be rooting for her in her really like competitive matches but i think uh, outside of like the obvious picks uh saki for me uh in the mm-hmm. red stars block all caps saki colors saki oh, uh gosh. who <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> who uh who who i have um you know, she's, I like her because she is, she, I've seen plenty of her this year and I've seen how she has maintained her momentum. She was the the last Actress Girls champion as it was in its previous um you know the way it looked before it kind of yeah. overhauled itself and i've i was really wondering you know where are these actress girls wrestlers going to go what's going to happen to them um saki has completely maintained her momentum she was international ribbon tag champion in ice ribbon earlier on in the year she did challenge for the ice cross infinity championship i've just watched her a ton this year i think i pointed out on last year's or last week's five star that um out of every wrestler in the world uh Saki is the wrestler I've seen the most this year if you take out stardom, uh, which is, which is right. kind of crazy because I watch everything. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see her progress here. I hope she gets some big wins against some established, uh, established talent, and I think she will. So Saki is going to be my, uh, my pick for this one.
1: Uh, okay. Well, I can't pick Azuki. She's probably a little too high up on the <laughs> conversation board. So I'm going to pick I'll pick Azumi. I, I, you know, she is someone that obviously plays spoiler to a lot of people. She's the high speed champion. She had a great reign. Uh, you know, she starts off that first night with Shuri, someone that, you know, she has beaten multiple times. Not many people could say that, but she has been the one to have her number. Uh, so I'm going to pick Izumi, you pick Saki. They're in the same block again, so there will be a match between the Oh, two. yeah.
2: Here we go. Um, I'm excited. So
1: that's it's more fun that way. Uh, but before we, we cut out, let's just go through the final comments here because I don't want to ignore all the great people that listened to us along the way. Uh, so Lamar, either way, it's been a long time that I've been so excited for the state of various Joshi promotions, and I'm just happy that we have so much great stuff going on now. I couldn't agree more.
0: I could, could not, not agree
2: more. more. It's so great right now.
1: And obviously I'm repeating this, so there will be people that listen to this on the MP3 version. I don't want them to just be like, what what, what did that say? So just wanted to point that out. Uh, You could have Shuri versus Julia at the crossover show, then Tam's last match against Julia at Queen of... If Tam's retiring, of course, which... It's gonna happen eventually, but I I don't know when it's gonna happen. I don't. Yeah. It's it's hard to guess.
2: Well, I'll cross that road when I come to it. I'm not I'm not ready. Yeah, to the talk Tam about road. Tam's
1: road, of course. Don't mm-hmm. Yeah, walk Tam the road with road. Tam. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, if the final match of the GP isn't Utami versus Julia, they could finally do it at Dream Queen this year for the title. Oh, if they did follow mm-hmm. Parker's idea of just doing the match instead of waiting, yeah, that absolutely would be a smart way to go. I'd actually really like that if that's what they wanted to do, just to load a maybe a Goku potentially. Yeah, ex- yeah like exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, Alex, if I'm stardom, i definitely belt up Juliet, the New Japan crossover show to maximize the attention it can get see that would be a good way and then you have that big title match at dream queen
2: i'm compelled by that i don't want to i know i don't want to interrupt you but um the, no, the no only, that's fine the, that's why i'm only, saying them <laughs> <laughs> well the only pause i have there alex because i agree i, I love the idea of I, I want this stardom new japan show to have actual stakes to it and not just be yeah. like a fun thing to be cool or whatever mixed tags, um, and tags right and... exactly um the, my only problem and maybe this is so nitpicky that it doesn't matter, but there's no chance that they're having they're going to have a singles stardom match main event that show um the main event is either going to be a new Japan start, a mixed tag or just a new Japan match. And I just think that a main event, like if, if you're, you know, maybe in financial sense, this doesn't matter, but as a fan, I'm just like, I want the match to be as fantastic as possible. Yeah. And so with that, I would want it to be in, in the main event of its own, of its own pay-per-view. Sure. But um, I completely agree with the idea that there should be, there should be matches with actual stakes on this uh, new Japan stardom show. I don't want it to be just an exit. I could
1: be wonder they could do the wonder mm-hmm.
2: absolutely um, they, could. they could
1: wonder like, in the iwgp I, us maybe yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah there's yeah there's so yeah. much they could do absolutely and then
1: i think a mixed tag main event that
2: show i, think I do too yeah that's the I, best I think, way to I, do
1: a show that's I, cross
2: I, like that the i think i think uh, tanahashi and mayu versus okada and utami is like yeah slam dunk nailed it that's how it is
1: absolutely and then you could just have some random title match it works perfectly uh alex and suzu for mvp uh, plug Pedro Suzu for blue, Izumi for red. I think that's with our game that we were playing. Um, Lamora Suzu's gonna go completely nuts in this tournament. She's crazy enough to not hold anything back. That's yet. true. Yeah, that is, that is true. As long as she, as long as her injury isn't too bad, I think she's going to do that. Um, for non MVP winners, just to add on to his comment earlier, um, MVP will come from Queen's Quest. Mm-hmm. Ooh. There you go. I like that. I I mean, that includes the Tommy Yeah, Sire, the movie. <laughs> It's hard to yeah. go against it. Um, I won't disagree. Alex back on his con. She didn't hold back and catch the wave, so she won't hold back here. That's true. If you're not holding back and catch the wave, you're not holding back in the bigger term. <laughs> <laughs> no offense point. to Wave. That's a good um, point. Dylan, very, very on
2: brand. Appreciate it. A lot it. of so he's Azumi lot to, of a, love. And yeah. uh, uh, as the same way here, we got more. You say it.
1: You got Zoom me love again, Master. How to make amazing matches under fifteen minutes? She's gonna kill it. This is her specialty for sure. So I wouldn't be shocked. Jonathan gonna pop into meeting at work, so I'll catch the rest of the show later. Thanks, fellas. It's been a great show. Appreciate it, Jonathan. You're one of the Mm -hmm. one of the best. One of the best. We appreciate the love. Uh, All caps (laughs) when you say your name.
2: (laughs) Saki. That's right. It's like MF Doom.
1: Yep. Uh, that final stardom pay-per-view of the year is going to be goaded with the reported international talent that might well, hold on, hold on, hold on this is a talking (laughs) point. It will not be goaded if Britt Baker's there I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but that's just me being a jokester. I mean, it it (laughs) should be great it should be great. Uh, Dylan, I can see them running the G1 winner and the five star winner versus the champs Oh, that's an interesting button. I didn't think of it.
2: Like Jay White and Sh- Shuri <laughs> against uh, against Julia, Julia uh, and like Okada or something like that Kata. or Naito. And Julia, Naito. Julia Julia Naito is a team that makes sense. I I've said yeah, Julia is practically Naito. That would be an interesting one.
1: Hmm, I like that. Uh JP Saki <laughs> so, so, yeah. over Saki and come no what way. may of the rest. <laughs> Uh, uh, if the plan is Kyrie to beat Saya, that should be the start of Maine at the crossover but that would be dragging that out a lot that's also true Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's an interesting thought you know that that shows in November I have no idea when this Kyrie stuff's gonna happen we're just you know we're just guessing by the day like they just announced that tag match for that opening five star show, so we really don't know. Uh, and then final one from Keeb. weird question, but do you see an immediate defection from a faction after the pre ends? I think this,
2: yeah. Oh, and the the, and and the potential, potential events, events that are during it. Yeah, I think this is an interesting way to sort of close it out. Um, yeah. there there are definitely two matches on that final show that feel um, primed primed for that for that happening. Yeah. W- uh, one in one in either actually. Yeah, one in either block, and that would be Micah versus Himeka. Um, They're so closely associated, but it's it could be to the point where maybe stardom's like they're getting a little stale in their current positions and they want to freshen them up, um, try something new with them in a, in a different spot. I don't really know where they would go either of them you could see one of them go to god's eye too um because uh, I, I think i think micah in particular has been like pretty closely associated with shuri throughout um throughout yeah. their their time in, in stardom so that could be interesting i wouldn't predict that to happen the one that seems more likely to me is uh, natsupoi versus mina Shirakawa on that final night where Shirakawa has definitely been not necessarily demoted or maybe she she hasn't been elevated clearly she she had that wonder um title match late last year and um the uh, she had that wonder title match late last year and since then she had a tag title match with unagi uh she showed up in diana and that's like, uh, it's really not been much that's happened for for Mina this year. She had an annoying YouTube sure. video. That's like, that's like, it. Um, so it doesn't exist. Um, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. This was, this was not the time, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I could see that happening. A few people seem to think that we're going to get some, cosmic angels um turn sometime in the future because their stable is so big at this point now yeah um and between Natsupoi coming in unagi and mina kind of being demoted and waka just never winning like it feels yeah. like that could that could happen sometime soon so sure. i'm not going to predict it to happen because it's it's hard to just pr- just like yeah. nail a prediction on when that's going to happen but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me to see mina um turn on on cosmic angels on that show
1: yeah, I want to point out that Dylan said this like 30 minutes ago, and he was just pushing it like, big time, <laughs> back to Metconnals, and then we had the Stardom Quest fight, with Alex telling him to stop, and Dylan goes. Quest in our know. comments yeah, going crazy. Fantastic. It's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, we got
2: Delighting <laughs> and hollering as we speak.
1: <laughs> uh, Par- Parker Green, uh of course, here, and then Lamora finished off with Scott. You're lying if you say you don't want Brit to shoot against the star wrestlers and pros. She's gonna bring up Yukosaki. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's. Uh yeah sure uh but yeah uh, back to that question which i thought was a really good question to and on i definitely see that nazi poi mina match i i think dylan has a point do i know where mina goes i think mina i think dylan's been pushing like mina goes to god's eye i think that would not make the most sense if mina was to go there but they obviously need members so there's a thing mm-hmm. to play there uh but we all i also think walk is getting kicked out soon i think that's very important like i want to add that like whether she gets kicked out or moves to a tie, she's going to move on, Uh, because there's just kind. Of, obviously, she's a pin eater, but like, let's admit this: Unagi and Mina can get pinned at any time at this point. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, that that has. Oh, sorry, Mina to DDM. Oh, <laughs> she ain't chosen by God. I either okay that's still oh well she has a relationship with a i guess so there you go i I guess you're making sense but anyways let's wrap this up uh parker any final thoughts as we close out right before two hours
2: Um, 157 matches it's going to be incredible i can't wait and we've got pay-per-views in between that like we'll have non-tournament matches on them and title matches and all that type of stuff so this is the time Get into stardom. It's super easy. Super easy to get into. The stables are are you know disparate. They make sense, all that type of stuff. I I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. This is this is seriously the most high profile Joshi tournament probably of the twenty first century. And so you know just just saying something along those lines just is an indication of how big this tournament is. This definitely feels like 2016, 27 new Japan to me where we're on the verge of, of, of seeing a company explode in popularity uh, and continue its meteoric rise. And now it's the perfect time to jump in. So I can't wait. I could say it better myself. Uh,
1: I've said multiple times throughout the year on the podcast, this is the time you should jump into Stardom. This is the there is literally no better time to jump into Stardom than this show. It gives you a chance to see every wrestler have great matches and really establish who your favorites are. So if you're listening to this for the first time, that's it's time to watch it. The first two shows will be live on pay per view, um, and then after that, they just have. Shows Cork and Hall, and listen, Stardom's a, a promotion that if they're at a big venue like Cork and Hall, they are going all out every single time, which is very important. Because I know some people, uh you know, you watch other Cork and shows, and a lot of times Cork and shows can be big deals for other promotions. But New Japan, they're kind of like in that spot where Cork is like just another show, obviously, mm-hmm. because they've been around and they've been doing this for so long and being so successful. So for me. That's kind of where I'm, I, I want to point that out. There are going to be a lot of Quirk and Hall shows that have stacked cards that you're going to want to check out. And that final night has a chance to be a show of the year contender before it even happens. That's how confident I am that it will be great. So thank you for listening for the past you know, nearly two hours. Me and Parker really do appreciate it. This has been a blast. You know, First time ever we came on here mm-hmm. live to talk. Joshi, this is our episode for the week. So when we come back. Thank you, everybody. Next week we will be talking the and Showcase Volume 1 and Midsummer Champions 2022 in Nagoya. And we'll also have a recap of the first and second rounds of the TJPW Tokyo Princess Cup. (laughs) You won't want to miss those. I promise you that. (laughs) Uh, So, and there's probably a lot more. Oh, and Ice Ribbon has a big show with Hikaru Shida is going to be on, which we'll preview as well. There's so much coming next week. but uh, We'll probably review
2: Catch the Wave Finals as well. Yeah,
1: and we'll probably, Mm -hmm. you know, preview the top, The first two shows for the five-star, Grand Prix, not as in-depth. We gave you that now. But anyways, I'm wrapping us up.
0: Thank you for listening. We appreciate your time, and have a good one. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.